<laughs> like, all right, listen, listen. You told me like this was just going to be fifty views for the episode, right? It's like, oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah, that's great. Week later, oh yeah. So we hit like two hundred views in the episode. And you're like, I need you to delete that ASAP. It's like, hold on a second. What? Like, oh, you your voice reached two hundred people, and apparently that's nerve wracking. But you know, that's that'd be a weird thing to be like, no, no, no. I need sub fifty views. Otherwise, I'm right, out. Exactly. You're like, but yeah. that, like. I mean, the goal is to grow, but, like, what do you mean 50 people? That's, like, nobody. Like, this, this is something people probably, like... They're like, no, I'm out. See you later, chump. You're like, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> sure. Uh, Crow, you are aware that we were talking about treasures, right? We're talking about treasures. Like, that is the that is the biggest buzzword in EDH, like, the EDH hemisphere on Twitter, minus Goad. That's a whole other yes, episode right uh, yeah, there. But, like, Goad's next, but Treasure's first. We're still in the middle of it, and guess what? Next thing you know, there's going to be a card that says, uh, do thing with Treasure, Goad, target, creature. And everyone's like, ah! Oh. And when that creature attacks, make a treasure, and therefore create an infinite... You know, like, we, we don't we don't need that in our lives. That's... <laughs> Well, I hate to I hate to mention it to you, but there already is a card like I know there is a card that does that. I'm just saying I'm I'm very aware of the fact that they in fact made that very very card. We'll just uh This is season motherfucker two. everyone welcome to another episode of the uncommon commander podcast where myself and other guests talk about our favorite uncommon legendary creatures to run as our commanders my name is cole i probably haven't mentioned that too often uh so we'll start off with that my name is cole you can find me over on twitter at eclipse meteor and today i have over from the children of alara youtube group i have crow crow how you doing i am doing extremely well uh and i have to be completely honest with you before i came on here I actually did not know that his name was Cole, so this is all new information to me. There, there you go. Uh, so, <laughs> hi, Crow. My name's Cole. Uh, <laughs> most people sometimes know me by Eclipse Meteor, and sometimes people know me by some other things. We'll go into that too much. Um, today, it is a, a dynamic duo episode of Colane Reclusive Painter and the topic of treasures in magic and also in commander uh but we'll start with with Colleen and our decks and, and kind of what we do and what our goal is uh but crow what does Colleen do what are her stats what are we working with all right glad you asked so Colleen is a human elf bard for black and red so we're in rakdos territory it is a one two and when you when Colleen actually enters the battlefield uh, you get to create a treasure token. So right there, you get instant value. Uh, and it also has an additional ability where other creatures you control uh, on the battlefield with an addition... Uh, wait. God, I'm like, I'm like reading it off the card. <laughs> and you're like, no, that's not the right way. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me... Da, da, da. Let's just go to Colleen. Um, all right. So other creatures you control enter the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on them. For each mana from a treasure spent to cast them. So, with that being said, you know, it only being a two drop, you can get this thing out pretty quick. 
Yeah, so Colleen's thing, uh, I find, is that it, because of more modern commander design, who knows what, you know, the mana value of the commanders are kind of being pushed further down. It's just simply more effective to have them on, like, three or two mana. You know, Mm -hmm. some people, oh, well, I want to, you know, five, six, seven mana commanders, they're no longer as appealing for numerous reasons. But at the same time, there's some more designs recently that cater to that high mana value. So we're still kind of dead even, I would say. Colleen is really interesting in that she effectively comes in as a kind of an early ramp piece if you want because uh, having an ETB creating a treasure on two is, I'd say, pretty good if you if you intend to use the treasure right away rather than stockpiling it. But Colleen also benefits from coming out later. When you're developing your board state, you're making numerous treasures, and you're like, all right, for two mana, I'll play Colleen, and then maybe with my five, six, seven, eight, twenty treasure tokens, I can start <laughs> throwing out my hand, making these really neat utility creatures really big or making these really big creatures even bigger. um, And then, you know, going off the rails and that's the, and that's, and that's the deck everyone go home. Uh, That's the treasurer's deck and that's it. But, but really though, (laughs) um, taking into consideration the last two years, I would say approximately of just treasure creating tokens or treasure creating cards and cars that like having access to artifacts and having access to artifacts that leave the battlefield. Um, and mm-hmm. not even counting uh, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur Gate, which is coming just around the corner. Um, Literally. Like, next week, like, we are still, like, still pretty strong, even just coming out of New Capenna. And uh, there were some things in there that I added to my deck uh, that I was pretty excited about. Um, and even just kind of comparing our list together, uh, you and I seem to definitely share a lot of similar cards to one another. Um, I see a Captain Lannery Storm. I see Exava Rakdos Blood Witch does not care about treasures, but cares about plus one counters. Fane the Broker, Gadrak, Crown Scourge, Goldspan, Dragon Grim, Hireling, Marionette Master, so on, so on, so on. There's probably going to be a lot of cards... Uh, on this list we're going to be talking about that really just are disgusting and it it seems like a no-brainer to add these in um and then we kind of get a little more nuanced uh the further we go out of like creatures and sort of into our artifacts and our enchantments and so on so um what was your goal with your claim deck uh, as you got it right now so the funny thing is and and I'll, I'll tell you the the um how I like the the inspiration for the deck. Uh, I had purchased just on a whim. Uh, I was like, I, I want to buy a Goldspan Dragon because Kaldheim was so brutal to me in terms of sealed product that I was like, I need to make it up to myself. So I bought the Goldspan Dragon, threw it in my binder, and didn't look at it. Uh, now with Kalane, I, I love to draw. Um, so I was like, oh, it's a painter. That's really really cool. So instantly I knew, boom, I want to make a deck around that. And then just reading the ability and being like, oh my God, treasures. Okay, there's a lot I can do with this. And like you had said before, with um, so many cards having benefits to when things leave the battlefield in terms of artifacts, it just seemed like such a no-brainer that it was like, I I know that this deck will be a blast to play. Um, 
and it's going to be able to synergize so well with one another. Uh, and then, you know, I kind of just got into the meat and potatoes mm. and just wanted to just try to make as many treasures as I could and then win with, you know, alt win cons and stuff like that. Because uh, normally when I play Magic, I seldom like to actually attack as my win con. Um, so this was a, a fun and kind of like nerve-wracking way to for me to get to that critical mass where I could go ahead and start, you know, winning with X amount of treasures or, you know, playing X spells. Uh, and that's just, that's just a really, really good feeling. I find that very interesting because, like, as uh, as someone who absolutely loved creatures and turning sideways, like, the fact that you're so hesitant normally, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's get in there. Let's, let's juice <laughs> up. Let's juice up whatever I got in play and, like, let's freaking go. And, like, that that is my... That was something that I was like, oh, like, this deck could make a bunch of treasures and maybe I can cast, like, a big X spell and or, or just kill everyone. And admittedly, you, you like, you have a copy of Revelry Riches in your deck, and I originally did have it. Um, and then I realized it's actually way too easy to get to that 10 treasure count. Uh, and it's, so easy. it's actually like super duper disgusting. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it, it's, it's obscenely easy to do. So I, uh, I took it out for the time being until maybe I, I, I changed my mind on, on that. But, <laughs> um, there's just a lot of, uh, there's even like a lot of creatures and effects, um, now and, and what's going to be coming out in the future. We won't be touching and dabbling in that just yet. Um, I, like, for example, like, uh, Underhanded Designs and uh, Dragon Spark Reactor and Oni Cult Anvil uh, and uh, Nadir's Nightblade, Mayhem Devil, Marionette Master. We're going to be bleeding opponents out as much as I at least intend to turn these creatures sideways and just smack people in the face um, while simultaneously burning them out with all these treasures that we're going to be making over the course of the game. And... Uh, you know, people do catch on to that really quick, uh, and what I say is, we can just only make treasures faster, <laughs> and yeah, uh, exactly. it, it 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 gets ridiculously out of hand with some uh, some of the cards that I use uh, and I and, and I intend to use um, to like continue the mana generation, and I think probably like the two like two other key cards of this deck that both you and I have that really just like push this into disgusting levels, uh, Grim Hireling and professional face breaker uh just mm. being the the fact that they made one was already a mistake the fact that they made the other recently just at half the value is still way too good um and you know what heck ruthless technomancer as well of just like i can't believe that you 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 gave this creature an etb that allows you to make a number of treasures each with that creature's power and it's just like Okay, so uh, make make it ten uh, make it ten treasures for Revlin wrenches is pretty dang easy, and then we're just yeah. popping off at that point. Yeah, exactly, and that's why when it comes to like, because um, see the thing is, is I like to play magic, so normally for win cons like Revlin wrenches, um, if a game has gone on for too long, then I'll be like, okay, time to wrap it up. I'm gonna play this card right here. Uh, everyone's now officially on a clock and because you know as soon as you put a card like uh, Rebel down 
you're going to be the arch enemy. So you kind of have to be able to set up your board presence um, so that you're ready for that kind of stuff. And and that's the one thing that I, I do kind of uh, struggle with when it comes to this deck is I don't have a lot of um, just like removal. Um, I do have I do have a few, but I think in terms of like setting up my defenses, that 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 is one thing that I do have a very hard time uh, doing with the deck. It's it's mainly just completely offensive uh, and not really a lot of like interaction with other people. I'm just like, hey, listen, mm-hmm. I'm just doing my thing. Yeah, exactly. Creating my treasures. Yeah, and, and just leave me alone. <laughs> And I mean, if if you don't if you don't leave me alone, well, that sucks. But uh, yeah. I, I guess we'll just and, and I guess the thing too that I really wanted to kind of change it up um, to to have it sort of be a very high risk, high reward deck um, because I I I don't think I'm packing normal recursion. Um, mm. I I'm just kind of trying to look through my list here, but the reality is is that like I don't really think I have stuff that really cares about creatures coming back. Except maybe Orcus Prince of Undeath sort of being my my big haymaker in case I really do want to bring stuff back because I'm focused on the use treasures now to make a big creature now find some way to give it haste or some kind of evasion or protection or something and then be able to utilize it at some point. But if it's gone, it's gone, and I, I, I just I choose to be like, yep, and I move on. And if I run out of resources, well, I mean that sucks. And um, okay, no, I take it back. Orcus and Ruthless Technomancer are sort of my quote unquote recursion. Everything else is just straight up. Uh, if it dies, it's gone. Whoops! Yeah, it that's, is. <laughs> that's kind of how. Um, again, my deck runs. I actually was running a copy of Persist, uh, and. Again, with all the stuff that came out in New Capenna, I, I removed it um, because I was like, well, it's just kind of there. It's, oh, minus one, minus one counter. But then, you know, I have the plus one, plus one synergy sometimes. Um, but it's starting to kind of wane less on that plus one, plus one synergy and more on the treasure centric focus. Um, and yeah, you know, looking at Ruthless Technomancer, it's like, that's a really good card. I didn't open a single thing of uh, Neon Dynasty, so that's the reason why I don't have uh, my hands on one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it, I completely get it with recursion. It's once it's dead, okay, you know, it's it's in the the garbage pile, and that's it. Um, now besides combat and finding some ways to, to burn out our opponents using the handful of creatures that really do care about artifacts leaving like Marionette Master and Adir's Nightblade and Mayhem Devil being mm-hmm. pretty much like the the big three of just like absolute disgusting damage that we just start pouring out from people sacrificing stuff. I wish I had a copy of Disciple of the Fault, admittedly, and I just I just haven't had that yet. But Wait, you don't have a copy? Um, I don't have a copy. I, I've been trying to get oh one. My. I've been trying to get one oh, for my LGS. No. I probably might want to bug a buddy of mine or 
whatever. Uh, I, no, uh, say no more. I will send you one over because I have I have Ex- tons of the exchange over the border is is not worth doing it. It's, oh, it's going to be expensive. Um, be I don't care. I'll okay. Make it happen. Okay. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Um, but other than that, what are sort of the other like creature base aside? What are sort of like the spicy? Uh, other spells that you got that you feel like really work well with the deck. So obviously, um, I think there was a certain point where I was playing the deck and I was like, "Hold on a second, yeah, this is all fun and good, but I have no way to close out games." Mm-hmm. So you know, putting in those those standard uh, X kill spells, things like Exsanguinate. Uh, I'm still waiting on a copy of uh, Torment of Hailfire. But those two cards in any deck that cares about creating sacrificial mana rocks, it's it's gonna get disgusting real quick. Um, and then let's see what else I got. Uh, things like reckless endeavor, you know, it's I, I enjoy um, rolling dice. Mm-hmm. Because it was a, a Forgotten Realms commander. Um, so, like, having that ability to be like, okay, I'm going to roll this dice and whatever happens kind of happens. Well, and the, um, the thing the thing about Reckless Endeavor, you know, the, it's a seven mana, double red and five spell from the commander decks uh, for mm-hmm. adventure. Uh, it was actually from the Prosper Tonebound one. So, roll two d12s and choose one result. So... The fact that, like, you're like, you know what? I was kind of intending to blow up the board, but creating 12 treasure tokens for 7 mana seems really good. Um, Like, or whatever the result is. Sometimes you're like, I will blow up the board for, like, X equals 10, but I'll still make, like, a boatload of treasures, like, 5 or 7 or whatever. So, like, Reckless Endeavor, Reckless Endeavor is, you know, it's still probability-based. You could still probably low-ball, like, low-roll on both. Which is fine, like you. That that is a that is the risky run doing it, but it's still just a fun card. Just to be like, yeah, you know what? I down the, the table for twelve. Uh, I make twelve treasures, and then I recast my commander, and then I recast a big, stupid, dumb creature with like flying in haste and whatever, and I smash you, and everyone's like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's that's the reason why I like uh, a card like Reckless Endeavor so much is because you have um, that ability to be like, okay, well, hey, I'm, I'm I didn't roll very high for for damage, um, or at least one of the rolls, so I'm gonna choose that as damage and then just ping things for a little bit, but get a, a lot of treasures. My board's still intact, and now I I, I simply have more gas to continue playing things uh so that that's normally how i run it because i am so scared of my things dying mm-hmm. um so like if if my gold span dies i'm i'm like oh my god like i i didn't even get a single turn with him um so which is that, a real which is a reality of a gold span dragon <laughs> it is <laughs> very much so um but yeah so stuff like that uh what else do i have um, there's a lot like there's so many it really it's just it's all just me you know I, using my 
opponent stuff again through the Rakdos Prosper deck um, and, you know, Hurl Through Hell. So, like, being like, hey, I'm going to take your stuff. Um, I'm not only going to take your stuff, but when I cast it with my treasures, it's going to be better. Right, exactly. Uh, so it's it's kind of like... I, I just want to mess around, and I want to. I, I want to. I want to figure it out. I want to see what happens, um, and then if the game goes long enough, then exsanguinate or revel of riches, and that's yeah. pretty much it. Um, so my goofy thing. Uh, there's a couple of goofy things that I like to do in the deck. Uh, my big thing is um, coordinating with Aetherworks Marvel uh, as sort of a, a payoff mm. of sacrificing treasure tokens to get energy while also using it mana to like funnel it into something and then eventually hitting hitting that infamous six energy to be able to put something or to be able to cast something um and just sort of having this additional value engine on top of it most people get rid of it right away i understand that um dragon spark reactor was a card that i'm like this just gets nuts if left unchecked of uh it was from neon dynasty uh one in red whenever it or another artifact enters the battlefield under control put a charge counter on dragon spark reactor and then pay for to sacrifice it so it deals damage equal number of charge counters uh on it to target player and that much damage to up to one target creature um that and it doesn't even have to be a creature under the opponent's control it just has to be up to one target creature so you can dome someone and maybe, who knows, maybe even put them out of the game if you need to. And then dome someone else's creature that's been giving you trouble. Um, and uh, I, I, I put this in here, and it does uh, it does take time to use. But Glittering Stockpile from New Capenna is a artifact treasure uh, where you can tap it to add red and put a stash counter on it. And then later, you can sacrifice it, add X mana of any one color where X is the number of stash counters on Glittering Stockpile. Uh, so this is sort of just a, a storage treasure pile that eventually I can convert that mana into the mana I can use to make really big creatures. Um, and yeah, uh, there's just uh, the, there's just a handful of things that I kind of slotted in that I thought were just going to be really effective. Um, and uh, one other enchantment. I, I love this enchantment ever since it came out. It requires setup. Retribution of the Ancients. Uh, one black uh, to cast it. One black, remove X plus one counters from among creatures you control. Target creature gets negative X, negative X on the turn. Uh, so that seems like a sweet way just to finally just like get rid of something by taking plus one counters off of your board of behemoths and just start maybe just sniping a bunch of creatures. It just seems super fun. Yeah, that's that. I mean, all, all these uh, suggestions. Uh, you know, I'm looking at them, and, and that that's 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 the reason why I love Magic so much is because, again, you and I have we run the same commander, but both of our lists have like these different cards, and it's like, oh man, I, I didn't even know about this. Um, and it's funny, uh, the glittering stockpile. Um, I don't know if I pulled it or not. I have to check my bulk, um, but like, it, I completely like disregarded it. Until I realized, wait a second, that's a treasure. That, that it's a treasure, yes. And it's just like, hold on. So you're you're trying to tell me that, like, 
this just acts as like a, a, a forever thing that can now buff my creatures. That is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and it, it's probably, again, going to be one of those things where when I start walking it back and, and focus more on the treasure aspect, that's going to be one of the things that I, I throw in there. And and admittedly, uh, the like the way I'm talking about this deck right now, and and the way you're talking about it right now, like we're we're kind of reaching the 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 point of you know release uh, for the new sets coming out, and there's going to be a bunch of treasures stuff in that set. Um, yes. And uh, you say cuts are going to be really difficult uh, for me, at least, of just trying to fiddle with with like you know how you know how much do I lean to the treasures and the plus one counters and. Not sure. Gonna figure it out, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pain. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult. It's it's certainly gonna be difficult. I think um, what's her name is definitely Exaba. Uh, She's probably getting the chopping block. Oh, I'm such a big um, fan of her, though. I really, I I just really do love the. The plus one counter synergy, the fact that she can give the board haste, which like uh, consider like I uh, uh, I'm kind of running out of angers to kind of keep sliding around decks, <laughs> um, but like admittedly, yeah, if if I really did have to cut it, just be even though I know it's just not that great of a card, uh, Exava it will definitely be 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 getting out. But man, I gotta like I gotta like. If anyone's any up up to date, and we're only about a week out, uh, Mahadi Emporium Master is definitely one um, I, I do intend to put in. Just because, like, having killing stuff is just inevitability, and stuff dying is just, of course. But man, being able to create treasures at the beginning of your end step, just like uh, uh, Gadrak, um, yes, like having both Gadrak the Crown Scourge, which I, I've always been a fan of since it came out. And then mm-hmm. access to Mahadi Emporium Master, just just like ooh, this is just good. This is just really good. Yeah, once once they spoiled that because that was um, that was like early on in spoiler season. Yeah, I think that was the first week. I think yeah that we got to see. It. I I just remember like looking at that card and being like, oh, okay, this is what this is what we're doing. Okay, I'm gonna buckle myself up. Uh, because, yeah, I'm just looking at the card. You know, it looks awesome. Um, it, it's got those... It's got three different type of art printings. Um, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Between that that and I think... Um, is the, is the, the dragon? Does the dragon also give treasures? Which one? There's a lot. There's a few of them. You got to be a little more specific. Uh, was it the, the 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 big red mythic one? Yeah. The oh yeah, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. You you whenever it deals damage, you roll a d twenty, and then you make that many red treasure tokens. It's just, it's like, just like, oh okay. <laughs> like d- sure. No no duh. Like yeah. Why wouldn't I add that in here? Like uh, yeah. yeah. Ancient copper dragon. It doesn't have haste, and it's six mana. So you're like, okay, yeah, sure. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you roll a d twenty. You create a number of treasure tokens equal to the result. Pretty nuts. Just just straight mm-hmm. nuts. You're like, oh no, I rolled a one. You still made a treasure. And yeah. the pr- you're still got a five percent chance of rolling that, so you should be good. You should be fine. Um right, plus oh, oh poor you. You're you're smacking your opponent for you know, at most six damage. So 
it's th- this uh, th- this set uh, and New Capenna has basically supercharged treasures in a way that I think most people uh, are still pretty sour about. And of course, we're now going into the other part of uh, spoiler season where now we're also getting goad. Um, but <laughs> that's for another podcast episode. Uh, so we're, we are reaching uh, about halfway point. With that being said, we will just immediately shift gears into the the core of the deck and the core of the conversation for today. Uh, treasures in Magic and in Commander, as well as its sudden sur- like sudden abundance in design. Um, and it's just like, on one hand, it's, it's a little excessive. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going... We're going from one uh, main set for the year into a supplementary set, and there's been it's they're a month apart, and it's just treasures out the wazoo in every capacity, and it's just like okay, well if if I wasn't already running a treasure deck, it'd already be pretty difficult to try and like yeah, it's it, it's crazy. Um, I gotta gather myself a little bit to kind of figure out exactly where i sit on it but where, where do you sit on treasures in commander right now so um seeing how i bought in mass a bunch of scrap heaps um I'm, I'm i'm basically prepping for uh having that level of integration with treasures being in my decks um across however which way i can play them so obviously you know, you have cards like Bootlegger's Stash, which is just gross and disgusting, especially <laughs> when you pair it up with cards like Seedborn Muse. Like, that's that's dangerous. That's really dangerous. You know, one, um, one rotation of the board, and, you know, you could have upwards of, like, 14, 20 treasures. Uh, and then, you know, if you're playing black in that as well well then you're looking at something like corvold and i'm guessing that a lot of corvold players right now are extremely happy because they have kind of like a perfect commander that just says hey all right this i just want these things gone and then you know i i want to reap the benefits of it so um at least for right now i'm trying to think of other decks that actively utilize treasures as much as Kalein. And I don't think that there's much that I do. Um, I think the closest thing I have is uh, like Firesong and Sunspeaker, just because I want to be able to play as many instants and sorceries as I can on my turn. Yeah, so you um, need that extra mana generation. Exactly, exactly. But But aside from that, nothing yet. But it's 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 impertinent for me to at least have that stuff. Things like scrap heap, things like um, what's it called, Viridian uh, Rebel. Deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, have those cards kind of tucked away where I can be like, okay, I can either be active or reactive when my opponent is playing a certain kind of deck. Yeah, it's it's just that treasures. I've noticed. Um... As as more design has come out, uh, especially when it originally came out in Ixalan, the, the big thing that I can think of mm-hmm. is um, the counterspell 
um, uh, spell swindle, spell swindle, just like yeah. an amazing card. Uh, fairly, I would still say fairly costly. Like it is a five mana blue counter spell. Um, yeah. but it's definitely one of those like gotcha ones where someone's really going for that big X spell or the big X creature or whatever that that's, that's going to really push them to the winning position. You just say, yeah, hey, nah, no, 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 those are mine. <laughs> Yeah, I'll play with that next turn. <laughs> uh, and, and, and like, and especially when it comes to decks that are very uh, reactive and want to be able to cast things on other people's turns, being able to suddenly make like five to ten treasures or whatever like the amount is, like you now have mana on your off turns when you're originally just holding up a counter spell, um, right. waiting for the right time. So you don't even need to really wait and like bank on it till it comes to your next turn. Uh, you could just be like, nah, you know what, uh, I'll counterspell the next thing because I have the flexibility to do so, or I'll bounce this thing, or I'll psych rift, or whatever, right? Like, mm. that is that is the reality that we're in, is that there are now numerous things that create treasures for minimal amounts of mana, or, like, you break even sometimes, let alone have the parity of, like, I, I spent three mana but made seven, or, like, whatever the ratio is, like, it... It, it's now ridiculous because you have resources that you weren't worried about, and you're like, okay, on my off turns, when it, if it, if I hit, you know, okay, so it's three turns. That player goes. That player goes. That player goes. Now it's back to me. Well, if I didn't spend those treasures, I'm in the plus. But if I did, I was always prepared for whatever the opponents were going to be doing because I had that flexibility now. And that's just the reality yeah, exactly. we're in. They're so evergreen yeah. now that any deck can just arbitrarily have it and utilize it uh and i think no card ever really just kind of makes it just show up than academy manufacturer um oh man just because yeah. like if you're making foods well guess what you're also making clues and treasures if you make clues you're also making food and treasure tokens um mm -hmm. and it's just it's 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 just never ending and you know there's i i would even start saying for at least me personally i would probably start putting forsworn paladins in non-green decks that needed some kind of of mana generation because being able to pay two and then one life to make a treasure token on a body um it's a little slow and it's a little clunky but it definitely seems like a great way to continue to make treasure tokens on your off turns even if treasure isn't your main focus you just start accumulating that value over time and right, you, exactly. until you need it yeah um, and, and, and to kind of go back uh, on the Academy Manufacturer, um, and the reason why I personally, like, absolutely love this card is I was never, like, a fan of Clue and Food Tokens. Mm -hmm. But, like, the last game that I played with this deck, um, like, it was like, okay, I think that's the closest thing I have to, like, a shield where I can have like this stockpile of food now and now I can use those treasures to like replenish my life or dig deeper for answers. And I think that's like, that was like the first ever experience I had <clears throat> with um, food and uh, clue tokens. And I was like, Oh my God, I see why these are so amazing. Like, yes, now I am truly playing, uh, reactively um and that was that was like an awesome feeling for me and, and and really like an aha moment of the deck and you know that's that's why i i love the game 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I remember, because um, it was initially gold that came out before they fixed it to treasure. Yep. Uh, and then they made clue tokens, which, to me, like, if you're not in the right colors, you need to pay two mana to draw a card if you're not blue or you're black or you're green. I mean, even red's starting to catch up. But sometimes you just want, like, clean card draw, or you just put a card in your hand. Uh, yeah. Clues definitely, like, felt like a really cool design. Um, and just sort of having them be... Um, also representative of like uh, this is a clue in universe of an event that happened that like there's a mystery to be solved and the, mm. you solve the mystery and you gain knowledge from it it's like okay well that's also like a very cool way of, of uh, combining flavor and function uh, it's the same thing with food where at first I'm like well this is kind of a little clunky because it's, it's an artifact like what does that mean but if you're in a pinch and you have the mana and you just start cracking a bunch of food tokens, like it is a very viable strategy. Life gain in commander is um, as e like it's as equal and as valid as like looping extra turns and going to combat and getting a combo going. Like you'd be surprised how effective just gaining 10 life or, or in the case of food, like, you know, three times, however many food tokens you have in a pinch, yeah. you're like, you thought I was dead, but instead I just gained like nine life. And everyone's like, well, that messes up my calculations completely. I can't actually get you. Like, mm -hmm. great. Fantastic. So, yeah. Slam dunk, Watsy. Great job. Yeah. And then having those treasures again feed into that is, is amazing. So, again, to kind of like bring it all back together. Um, so, I, again, it was like one of the most fun, uh, experiences i had in spell table period um and then I, I think i went i i did end up winning that game i, I was like <laughs> it was because i was so behind the entire time and then people were like oh man i, I kind of feel bad for him and i was like yeah i just i just got mana screwed but it, it is what it is um but then quickly you know the deck started to to pick up and i was able to close it out which is awesome yeah, like, so Academy Manufacturer, again, Modern Horizons 2, it was a mistake, but they did make Academy <laughs> Manufacturer, so all is well. But there's never really, I, I found there's never really been not a time where I've seen someone play Academy Manufacturer and the, the amount of artifacts, that, like, advantage that they get out of it, mm -hmm. and you, you be able to utilize um, the additional artifacts, not just for, like, drawing cards or adding mana or gaining life. Like, depending on what it is, um... You know, like a <laughs> the the one card that I absolutely adore, and it's a freaking absolute nutty card, Reckless Fire Weaver. Like, yes, I'm making twenty treasures. Well, I'm also making twenty <laughs> clues and twenty food, and then, and then you're like, all right, and then everyone dies. <laughs> you're like, okay, uh, the fact that they made a functional reprint of this dang thing in uh, Battle for Baldur's Gate is also a mistake. Yeah, so, wait, what was that What was that card's name again? I completely, because I saw it on Twitter, and then I just kind of spaced. It kind of went in and out. Let me, um, just give me one second here, because I know yeah, it's, yeah. people are like, it's this card. It's like, I don't, Magic has so many cards now, it's difficult to keep track of all of them. Uh, so, Ingenious Arterialist, the phrasing was changed, um... But whenever one or more artifacts enter the battlefield under your control, Ingenious Arterialist deals that much damage to each opponent. 
it's like, okay, mm-hmm. so if I have five treasures entering the battlefield, it also means that everyone is also taking five damage. I just have to pay an extra mana for this ingenious artillerist. And what are you people thinking? What have you done? <laughs> but but this is the thing, right? Like, not only is um, Commander Legends, like, it's a very swingy set. And as being part of a very swingy set, you also need things that make treasures to make to be able to cast your big creatures you want to force people to attack everyone but you because it's also a multiplayer focus set so so you want to be goaded a lot and it's just like it does look like it's an absolute disaster and i would agree at first glance it is but there's this sort of like chaotic um brilliance to it that just Mm. that really just like makes it make sense so at least from like the thing is, having things back-to-back definitely does make it, like, absolutely way too crazy from a consumer standpoint of just how much of an influx of treasures we get. But yeah. at the same time, ha- having it in New Capenna made sense because of, like, all the back like all the back alley dealings and and sort of the opulence of, of New Capenna's high life and the gangs and everything. It's like, yes, money makes the world go round. That makes sense. We go to yes. we go to battle for Baldur's Gate, which is D- Dungeons and Dragons, and any adventurer and any any D and D player in a group of people knows that money comes and goes, like gold is abundant, and it's like yes, treasure is a, a big component of it, and and that's what they did. So it's exhausting, yes, but it also makes sense. Yeah, I think once the dust settles, um, if it ever does, because, again, there's something new every other, you know, week, it seems. Um, It's going to be nice to basically look at it from afar and be like, okay, well, how exactly do we approach it uh, at the best possible way? Do we want to go Rakdos? Do we want to go Gruul? Do we want to go Jund? Um, Do we want to go Monocolored? And I think having... Uh, one certain playstyle like treasures uh, be branched out to those three color pies. I think that's 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 kind of a, it's it's a cool thing because you can see so many different ways on how to approach it. You know the reckless fire weavers, um, the exsanguinates, um, or you know just like green doing green stuff. So really really cool. I'm 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 excited. Uh, but it, it in terms of like product fatigue it's definitely like uh and you know when it comes to like being a content creator feeling like you constantly have to be on top of everything oh it's it's it, impossible it, to do it's it's just like we're we're better off i can definitely understand the need to be on top of it 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 keeps us relevant where mm-hmm. you know we start talking about um you know like oh hey like this is what's happening, right? Like all oh, the, the treasures and the goad and the, uh, what was the controversy of the week? The other, like last week or two weeks ago, like, I can't remember, but the point being is that like, yes, of course it's going to get super duper complicated really quickly. And, mm-hmm. um, to be relevant, you know, you're just going to want to keep talking about it. But at the same time, it's like, we just can't, it's just, it's just, give me a break folks like come on (laughs) (laughs) and that's why like how i've started to approach it is like i've basically looked at one card in the set and gone oh man that's really cool 
I'm going to pick up that card. Or, oh man, that com commander's like super sweet. I'm going to build around that commander. And that's, again, how I found Kalane and I was like, yes, this is the one. This I, I don't yeah. care about the rest of the set. Like, this, like the, this card. I, I, I've had a lot of people on Twitter uh, and sometimes even some discords be like, well, you know, like your, your podcast disc uh, talks about all these uncommon legendary creatures. You know, part of that is being part of like Popper. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. like Popper's one thing. And the other thing is like, well, you could also focus on uh, Artisan, which has kind of been something that's been kind of ga steadily gaining more popularity over time. And it's like, that mm -hmm. is also true. Like I could start having more people come on to talk about Popper and uh, come on to talk about um, Artisan. And and I, I have done that on occasion. The, the thing is, though, is that they are ultimately they are ultimately different ways of observing commander and how to absorb um co uh, not content i guess content as well but also like product as it comes out you're like it's yes l like let's also focus on the big flashy dragons that are coming up because the big flashy dragons are really freaking cool but if we also slow down and take a look sort of at the lower end of 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 crazy stuff that's coming coming out like um one of the things that i do intend to add to the deck which is an, an uncommon card and i guess i'm going to be the uncommon guy today um <laughs> swashbuckler extraordinaire um from the new Whoa, set wait. what all right so here here hear me out so it is a two and a red for a dragon rogue warrior that is a two two and when it enters the battlefield, it creates a treasure token. So you get the first half of clean. Sweet. Whenever you attack, you may sacrifice one or more treasures. When you do, up to that many target creatures gain double strike until end of turn. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Which to me is another way that rather than just having treasures just be for straight mana, which most people are going to be defaulting to. Having an an alternative outlet, and especially like me, it's like, ooh, creatures get double strike. That's exactly what I want. Um, it just seems like the uh, a perfectly niche but well-designed card that focuses on you having an abundance of treasures, but also having an abundance of creatures. And double strike is really freaking strong. So uh, yeah, it, it, it just seems like a fantastic slot in here. And that's the kind of card that I look for more so than whatever rare or mythic that's going to be super expensive that also makes treasures in the same color. It's just, it's a no-brainer. There's going to be a lot of them. Someone will probably just, like, dump this off as, as draft chaff at an LGS, and then you're just like, right. yeah, let's just, let's just, hey, uh, no one's, hey, does anyone want this? Whoop. Nailed that. Yeah, I'll, I will definitely tell you. And, and uh, the thing I like about this the most, because, again, I, I wasn't even made, you know, privy to this, but the fact that, like, a lot of the time with this, like, Rakdos treasure build, you tend to, like, you know, uh, just run out of gas when it comes to card draw mm -hmm. and like, having cards in your hand. So the fact that if you do have a way to, like, constantly generate those treasures, having this card and just being like, okay, hey, this is now the thing, and this is kind of where I'm now moving my strategy over to, and now I'm able to dump those treasures into a, a hyper, super aggressive um, kind of strategy uh, and not have to worry about like, oh, well, I'm just wasting mana at this point. You know, you're still able to get 
those triggers off of, uh, you know, having them, you know, sacrificed, having them hit the, the graveyard. This is like a, a stupid card, but like awesome. <laughs> yeah. So on one hand, I, I, I think, I, I think this is a, a representation of where the design is potentially going at some point in the future of like, yes, um, Professional Facebreaker and Ruthless Technomancer and Grim Hireling are pretty disgusting cards in themselves. I'll kind of put this in, in the same pantheon of, of, of a way to generate treasures. But now these cards also have like the ability to utilize artifacts and treasures specifically, maybe, to, to have certain effects. Like Grim Hireling has pay black, sacrifice X treasures, target creature gets negative X, negative X, telling turns. So you're like, okay, now it's a kill spell. That is... Um, that Grim Hireling got hired to to freaking sneak attack, uh, that and Nat twenty that attack on that thing and killed it, you know. Um, and professional Facebreaker is you sacrifice a treasure for card advantage, and ruthless Technomancer is it's artifacts, but you can sacrifice artifacts to return a creature uh, from your graveyard to the battlefield for for the same X value for its power, and you're like, okay, like. treasures can be used for mana but they can also have that extra utility because they're still artifacts so it's like you know it's coming full circle a little bit and i think people are still going to be pretty upset about treasures for a while um but maybe they'll be a little more calmer with this whole goad thing that's been going on twitter for the last week that (laughs) i can also kind of understand but also like we're right in the middle of a new set. Let's figure things out and, and let's have the cards actually come out and go into decks. And then we can, then we can really be worried about it. Yeah, exactly. Cause personally, um, I think I saw one tweet about goad and I was like, okay, what, what's going on? So I'm going to have to do like some big, big research about that after, after this and see why people are upset. <laughs> It's, you know what, I, I think some of the actual discussions of of uh, some articles that have come out this week and some of the discussions that come out of just like, you know what, Goad is another mechanic uh, and using it excessively and looping it. Yeah, I could probably see how that'd be pretty annoying, but having it as a, mm-hmm. a, a dedicated one-off to give you some breathing room, usually, yeah, like, that that's a good way to go about it. But, you know, I'm yeah. also the guy that loops Carter Doomscourge if he gets the opportunity so uh who's really the villain it, it's it's me i'm the villain um i, I remember i remember uh, real quick i remember yeah, yeah. one um one game that i did with uh the shiny impetuous right is that how it's pronounced yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah uh and i i attached it to someone's uh was it they were using a mono black rat deck and it was like one of the rats that like can get out of hand quick <laughs> so like they had like this 76 something rat and i was just like okay yeah it's, yeah. Uh, it's not, com- it's not it's coming, not coming at me it, you can't hit me it's <laughs> just like oh man yeah so always fun stuff yeah so yeah, like, I don't know, I, I like most things, and, you know, I, I have my personal dislikes in Magic, but, like, you know, whatever. 
But like treasures, uh, yeah, there's going to be abundance of them and we'll just be seeing them a lot in commander decks, which I think is just totally fine because, you know, some people are going to use them to get ahead. Some people have additional uses for them. For at least you and me, like when it comes to like a dedicated clean deck, it's like we're probably just going to be churning it into like a creature to do something, right? Like I, I, I uh, death, my, my big thing is Deathbringer Thoktar of, um, it's a, it's a six mana three, three, that's a zombie beast. And whenever another creature card is put in the graveyard from play, you may put a plus one counter on Deathbringer Thoktar, and then I can remove a counter from it to deal one damage to target creature or player. But if I pay six treasures into it, it enters with six counters, and then I can just start pinging whatever way I like, and then I add Death Touch into it, and I'm laughing. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, this card. Oh, man. What deck did I want this card to be in? Um, I think it was... Probably something that kills a lot of stuff, I imagine. Yeah, I think I was going to put that in Bolas. Um just because that that's it's you know a typical bolas build it's i just want to control the board and kill your stuff if i don't like it or take it from my own um and i remember pulling this card and putting it off to the side uh but i didn't do anything with it well now 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 i just reminded you of a card and now you can uh you can find a home for it because uh yeah i do think Deathbringer thoktar is a pretty neat card even if it doesn't hold up as much as it used to but yeah yeah definitely so yeah, overall, hey, uh, to the listeners, you know, like, hey, you know, treasures, uh, they, they could be a bit of a pain, and I, I, I do agree, um, but like all things, it's, you know, how excessive are they, and like, what's the goal of, of your deck or your opponent's deck, and like, you know, if, uh, if the goal, like, uh, the Hermit Druid is to sacrifice Dargo to make a bunch of treasure tokens or a bunch of mana so you can recast Dargo to do something, and then sacrifice Dargo again for more value... I mean, then, like, you know, that's the that's the goal of the deck, and uh, pack uh, pack your blind obediences, and your, <laughs> you know, Viridian Revels gotten a little expensive, maybe not, maybe yeah. not that one, but uh, you know, there there's some there's some uh, uh, there's the tech that exists, you know, and we'll we'll get through it. It's like anything else in in magic uh, controversy on Twitter. We'll get through it. Yeah, definitely. Um, to wrap it up, uh, Crow, because I, I think we're coming up to the end of the episode here, uh, you and I worked on a little something, uh, for the last little bit, and, uh, it, it, it's finally coming together and might see the light of day soon. Who knows? It might actually, it's coming out the same day, I believe, uh, this, <laughs> this episode. So, so, it totally is. so, uh, hey, so this episode, I, I hope for some people, this, this is coming out, uh, Friday morning. Uh, that will be Friday the 3rd. Friday the 3rd, you know, to whoever's listening. Hope hope you're listening to the same day. Uh, this is com- this came out in the morning, is my goal. I usually try and get it out uh, about like 4.30 or 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Just so people uh, on the East Coast get, get their chance to listen in. Um, and then over on Children of Alara over on YouTube, and you can go check them out on Twitter as well. Uh, there's going to be a video, a deck tech that's come out. Uh, that Crow and I have been working, talking about for the last few weeks. So uh, go check that out. Maybe I'll even put the, I think I'll be able to put the link in the description as well. Yeah, definitely. Do it up. Um, I, I, again, I, I just want to say to you, just like how I said in the video, 
um, thank you so, so much. Like I, I, I genuinely mean that. Uh, when I put out that, that ask, I said, hey, I need help. And then you just came into the replies and it was just like, like that was the type of energy that I, I like wanted. And I was just blown away and I was like, okay. If, if I don't, I don't know what you do for your nine to five, but I was like, this man is selling it so well. And I, I I'll, I'm, I'm going to buy it. I'm sorry. And you did. Uh, Hook line, hook line and sinker. I'm, a, I'm in a video now, but um, yeah, Kuro. So like, I mean, for for for, I, I we won't go too deep into it. It's uh, it's a uh, it's uh, a deck tech around Ishii, but there's a specific theme. Um, mm-hmm. But but Kuro, you you put out your your tweet and you were like, you know, I, I want to put a deck tech together. I want to put a deck together, but I don't know what the 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 theme is. I, I think it's gonna be this, and I was like. I'm all about that shit. Let's fucking go. Check this out. And I, yeah. I opened up Scryfall, Scryfall and I was clicking away and I was like, okay, so we got to get this, this, and this. And I've been thinking about this for a while. And it's got to be this card. And we're doing it a little, it's a deck tech that, that that's taking a legend in a direction that's very non-standard for it. I think a lot of people would have built it differently. And I, I definitely have. Um, but uh, it, it was that That's, it was that's, that's fun. The- yeah, and, and again, uh, to kind of go back to how I normally play Magic, where it's just like, I don't like attacking, I don't like turning my, my creature sideways. So the fact that I'm so excited about this deck and, and, and the play style just speaks to how absolutely motivated I am to, to play it and, and bring it to whatever play group I, I have, you know, on Spell Table or in real life. Yeah. And... So that, with that being said, well, we won't. Th- there are some hints here and there, and anyone who knows, <laughs> they'll probably be able to pick up or they've seen it already. Um, but yeah, uh, children of Alara on YouTube and on Twitter, go check, uh, go check Bones and Crow out. Uh, they run a tight ship, great videos, and I'm glad to be a part of it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what people have to say. Um, and uh, I don't know, Crow. Where where else can we see you? Uh, well, if you want to hear directly from me and kind of interact with me, you can find me on Twitter at crow underscore coa. Uh, that's pretty much all I'm all I'm at really. I'm not like on Facebook. I'm not uh, on Instagram. Um, so if you if you want to interact with me, I, I'm an open book. Uh, I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely want to hear about kind of what you have to say about treasures and and if you know we're completely running treasure decks wrong or if you know there's something that you want to add to the discussion i want to hear about it so that's where you can find me at crow underscore coa all right uh but hey everyone that is the episode where we we talk about colleen reclusive painter uh go check that card out feel the power of adventure of forgotten realms and battle for Baldur's gate um as as we're about a week out from release and uh keep an eye out on friday or this uh the, on the weekend for for discussions and retweets of of uh, the neat little deck tech video and yeah. uh and crow thanks for coming on it was great thank you so much for inviting me i i had an absolute blast awesome and that is the episode everyone have a good day Peace.